Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to our Saturday night broadcast. This is Build with Hari Rao. It gives me great joy to see all of you and to meet all of you and to greet all of you. I am excited in my heart for what the Lord is about to do in our midst today. So welcome, 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 welcome. I'm so excited for what the Lord is about to do today. I am. I can't tell you how excited I am for what the Lord is about to do today. I'm telling you, I, I have, I have information that is tailor-made for you. I have information tailor-made for you. So I'm excited. Let's pray for a quick moment and we will get into the word today. We thank God. Father, I thank you for your goodness. Oh, thank you for the spirit life. Thank you for this teaching on the spirit life. Thank you for giving us information that has changed our life, that are that has revolutionized our life, oh Father. One more time we come before you and we are humbled. I pray that you will feed us the bread of life. Thank you, my God and my Savior. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. I pray that you will feed your people today. Feed them the bread of life. Let them drink from the cup of the Spirit. I ask you this in the most precious name of my Savior, Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I want to encourage you to consider sending this broadcast or sharing this live feed with somebody so they can also be blessed today. If you receive the information I'm giving you today, if you share, if you, if you, if you participate and truly receive the word that I'm going to bring to you today. In the realms of the spirit, it'll be like atomic bombs are going off. Because the information that I'm about to bring to you can, can shift you spiritually by many, 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 many miles. So, so stay attentive today and I pray the Lord will help you receive everything God has for you. You know, I don't say these things very casually. When I say something like this, I know what the Lord has allowed me to carry and bring to you. So I want you to receive maximum of what the Lord has. Don't forget to share this with somebody. So I want to welcome you to this evening's teaching, The Spirit Life. We are continuing on the spirit life. We are continuing on the spirit life. Okay. Last week, we learned and we opened the chapter on the father of faith, the father of faith, Abraham. And I want to continue a little more. Yeah. I want to teach you a little more from the life of Abraham. We realized last week we learned, we studied last week that, that Abraham was not the first one that decided to go to Canaan land. 
it was his father who set out on that journey. We realize that it was his father, Terah, who took his son and started out on the journey, but they stopped in a middle place called Haran, and there Terah died. And it was from Haran that the Lord spoke to the man of God, Abraham, the prophet of God, Abraham, and said, come, I will show you a land. Leave your father's house, leave your country, leave your dwelling place and come to a land I will show you and I will make you a great nation. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that teaching that the distinction between Abraham was the nation and the nation was entering the land. The land was not the nation. Abraham was the nation. You are the great nation, right? I just want to spend a little time today going a little deeper. Some of what I might share with you might be new. It might be something that you are hearing for the first time, for some of you, at least for some of you. But I will show it to you from scripture, okay? <sighs> when his father died without finishing his race, when his father died without entering Canaan, when his father died without fulfilling his God-given destiny, some people make the mistake that when the father died, the assignment should also have died. Some people think the death of the man is the death of the assignment. Some people make the mistake uh, that when some, uh, when the human body died, the death of that person was also the death of an assignment. Not so. In the realms of the spirit, the mortal body of a person can perish, but the call of God on their life, the assignment on their life never perishes. The call does not expire with the expiry of the human body. Let me say that to you one more time. The call of God that was there on Terah's life, the vision to enter a new land, did not die, did not perish with him. He was he died, he settled and died and he was buried. But the assignment on his life continued to hang in the realms of the spirit, continued to wait for a person that is willing to come and take it. So when the father died, the call came to Abraham. Leave your father's house, leave your father's country, leave and come to the land. So my people, I want to tell you, uh, Ah, my God, my God, my God. This God does not abort assignments because a human vessel failed. Can I say that to you one more time? We're going to start slow today, but I promise you we're going to go somewhere. <laughs> this God does not abandon assignments. He does not abandon 
his work. He does not abandon the call of God on a person's life just because one human vessel failed. It's not possible. So Abraham's father died without finishing the call, but the call of God was still waiting for somebody to pick up the mantle, for somebody to pick up that vision, for somebody to pick up the assignment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I want you to know, I want you to know, I want you to know, I want you to know. The, the mortal body may perish, but the spirit that was inside that body, the assignment that was upon that body, the grace of God that was upon that body, that cannot perish because the body the body came from the dust so it can return to the dust but the spirit came from an eternal source how can that eternal source also perish that uh, with the dust so the body that was made of the dust can perish but the spirit lives on the assignment lives on the grace lives on i want you to know that yeah 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 the assignment doesn't perish. Now, some of you are asking, Prophet, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? This is what it means. I just want to take my time with you. I want to take my time with you today. Because I want all of us to journey together. One day, Elijah said, Ah, he was so frustrated because of the attack of Jezebel on his life because of the persecution, the spiritual persecution he felt because of Jezebel and Ahab. And he goes to the juniper tree and he says, I am done. I'm over. He goes into the cave and says, I am done. I, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm afraid of my life. I'm afraid of death. Uh, in a way, the spirit of discouraging, discouragement grips Elijah. And Elijah, in his disappointment and discouragement, gives his resignation. And God says, no problem. I accept your resignation. So God accepted his resignation and allowed him to continue to live. He says, no problem. In your place, go anoint Elisha. Also anoint Jehu. So God was willing to let the man live but stripped him of his assignment, stripped him of the grace on his life and said, now this legally belongs to Elisha and Jehu. You are meant, you're supposed, now your assignment is to find Elisha and give him your mantle, which means assignments are transferable. Graces are transferable. Spirits are transferable. Oh, you didn't what you didn't hear what I said. Assignments are transferable. Graces are transferable. Spirits are transferable. Anointings are transferable. So, oh my God, my God, my God, my God. So God can take what was on a man and give it to another. And the guy that had it can continue to live. So here in this case, Terah died and God didn't shut shop. God doesn't say, you know what? Terah was a horrible human being. So I, I no longer want, want to continue this plan. I no longer want to continue this assignment. It's okay, Terah. It's okay, Terah. You can die. It's okay, you die. But this assignment cannot die with you. 
Why, why am I saying this to you? Because assignments do not come. God help us. Lord Jesus help us. The assignment that was given to him does not expire with one generation, does not expire in one lifetime. So the grace and the assignment had to continue. Somebody had to take the place of terror. Are you guys with me so far? Can I share uh, an experience with you? This is a secret, okay? You, you should not tell anybody else. Okay, so I was invited to a particular city. I was invited to a particular city for a conference. And the organizers, the husband and wife, came to meet me. And the meetings were the next day. So they wanted to have a meal with me. They said, Prophet, we, we brought you one day ahead so we can get, spend some time with you. So they, they planned a dinner for me. So I went for the dinner. We were sitting down at our table. So the husband and wife are talking. And then the pleasantries are going on, you know, how are you? It was my first time meeting them. I had never met them before. It was my first time working with this particular group of people. And while they are sitting, my eyes are open. The Lord begins to show me something. And I see three children. Okay, are you guys with me so far? I see three children. And the, the first one and the last one, they are, I can see them with flesh and blood. They have physical bodies. But one in the middle um, looked transparent, like it was, it was shining in light. It was a different kind of a body. It was not flesh and blood. I looked at uh, this couple who were my organizers who have invited me uh, to come and preach. I looked at them, how many children do you have? And, um, and they said, the Prophet, we have two children, two children. You know, we have we have two kids. And I was a bit confused because this is some years ago. And I'm like, but am I seeing this wrong? Am I seeing this wrong? And then I looked at this couple and I said, but where is the middle one? I looked at the couple and said, where is the middle one? I see a third child. Where is the middle one? So they said, Prophet, no, we only have two children. We only have two children. And then the wife was uh, wanted to make a joke. She looked at the husband and she said, "Do you have children that I don't know of?" You know, she they, she made uh, she you know she's trying to be funny. <laughs> I looked at her and said, "No, no, 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 no. You can't fool me. There is the firstborn, and there is your there is a third. There is another child. There is in the middle a second child. The firstborn." And the third born are there, but the middle one is missing. Where is the middle one? That's when they became very serious. It was as though they saw a ghost. And then they began to confess to me saying that between the first and the third, they got pregnant. <laughs> hey, you, you can't call a prophet and, uh, and the prophet doesn't bring out some secrets, you know. So you should be careful when you invite prophets to come to your church. So, and then um, they said, Prophet, between the first child and the third child, we had another child. But, you know, we were growing in our careers. We were growing in our business. We felt that the time was not right. So we decided to abort that child. And the minute they said it, I felt the Holy Spirit grieve inside of me. It says, they didn't kill a child. They killed an assignment I had sent to them. 
they killed a gift I had sent to them. Ah, Mark Le Montroso. So they, instead of treasuring the gift I gave to them, they aborted it, son. So while I'm looking in that vision, and this is happening, they're supposed to have a meal, you know. <laughs> so the firstborn, the middle, and, and, and the third child, right? And the third child, that's why I remember I told you the first and the second, they have flesh and blood, but the one in the middle was covered in light. It was a spirit body. And then I saw this in the realms of the spirit, the middle child that they killed. Yes, it's, it's killing. <laughs> the middle child they killed. Oh, God help us. Forgive us, Lord. Help us understand these things. I told you we are going to touch some things today. Okay. The, the middle child was a musician, was meant to be a worship leader, was a musician. And then I saw something beautiful. I saw something powerful. I saw the light that was upon the middle child jump to the third child. It was like as though a ray of light jumped. And, and then this third child now was carrying double assignment was carrying double grace, was carrying double anointings. Because now the third child was not only carrying what was his, he was also carrying the assignment what was his brother's. And then I looked at him and says, the third child, if the third child had grown, and I gave them years, how many years apart it was and everything, and, and I told them, that child is meant to be a musician. And then you know what they tell me? Prophet, only last week, a child wanted to learn music and he came and asked us for a keyboard. So we bought him a keyboard just last week. Why am I teaching you this? In the realms of the spirit. Oh my God. My, in the realms of the spirit. No assignment is assassinated. No purpose can be terminated. You, the People may kill the physical body. But they do not have the power to kill the spirit and the grace and the assignment that is upon a child. So when something happens, when somebody fails to finish their God-given assignment, God takes that oil, God takes that assignment, God takes that grace and fills it and gives it to another. Yeah, 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 yeah. So some of you, you are not only, get ready for what I'm about to say. You are not only fulfilling your God-given destiny, but you are also being positioned to fulfill assignments that were aborted by some other human beings. You are also fulfilling assignments that some people did not want. You are also filling offices that was not necessarily yours to begin with, but God is elevating you to not only fill your own office, not only fill your own assignment, but some of you are being positioned by God ah, to take up mantles that was not yours, to take up graces that was not yours, to take up anointings that were not yours. God is giving some of you multiple graces, multiple anointings, multiple assignments because he's the God that does not terminate assignments. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So if you come from a family where your papa didn't do anything, get ready, that grace is also coming to you. If you come from a family where your grandfather didn't do anything, oh, that grace is also coming to you. You can do, oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. So if you will obey God, 
If you will humble yourself and be under the mighty hand of God, what would have taken three lifetimes? What would have taken five lifetimes? What could have taken ten generations? God can compress it and give it to you in one generation and let you take off so you will experience success. You will experience grace. You will experience acceleration that should have taken ten generation but put together in one lifetime oh i don't know who i am talking to today but this word is for somebody this is for this is spirit life that we are talking about where god doesn't abandon positions god doesn't abandon assignments god doesn't do it god doesn't do it god doesn't do it he's looking for somebody that will say yes oh yeah this is spirit life this is spirit life this is the spirit life I'll tell you this. I'll tell you why. <laughs> but you see, I'll tell you why God does this. Are you guys ready for this? I don't know, man. I, sometimes I feel we preach uh, some other version of Christianity, you know. <laughs> How many times do you hear this from a pulpit, you know? <laughs> I'll tell you why. God, Jesus Christ himself, Jesus Christ himself mentored fathered, uh, trained Judas for three and a half years. For three and a half years, Judas had all the exposure that all the other disciples had, all the other apostles had, all of them, all of them. He, he, he enjoyed it. He, he was with Jesus when he multiplied the food. He was with Jesus when he walked on the water. He was with Jesus when he performed the miracles, he was with Jesus when he was teaching the signs and, and is teaching the revelations. He had the same exposure. Jesus himself was his teacher and his mentor and his father and was teaching him everything. Judas decided to go another way. Okay. Judas decided to abandon his office, abandon his assignment, abandon his calling and his grace. And he wanted to become an instrument of the enemy. Right now. Three and a half years of work was last was lost in one week. Three and a half years work was lost in one week. Now you and I would think, oh my God, this is a setback. You know, you and I would think, oh my God, what do we do now? What do we do now? Uh, we have to again, one more time, raise another leader, train another leader. No, 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 no. You know what? That, it took Jesus 50 days to find the replacement. Judas's place was taken in less than 50, play, 50 days. 50 days, another apostle was found, another apostle was anointed, and another apostle was allowed to take the place of Judas. Oh, God help us. <laughs> this God is crazy. I'm telling you, this God is, this God is too much. This God is too much. Elijah thought, I am the only one. Oh God, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. They have come after me. I'm the only prophet. Jesus had to remind them, listen, there are 7,000 more. Please don't do the mistake of thinking you're the only one. There are 7,000 prophets. Now, why am I teaching you this? Please, I want you to stay with me. Okay, why am I teaching you this? I'll tell you why. This God that you and I serve, this is his nature. I want, you, I want you to know this. This God you and I serve, this God of the Bible does not like vacuum. The God 
you and I serve, he's not the God of vacuum. He is a God who fills. He likes to fill things up. He doesn't like emptiness. He's not afraid of emptiness. He's not afraid of the vacuum. He doesn't enjoy it. So when he sees emptiness, he fills it. This God you believe in, this God that I believe, this God of the Bible, he's not the God of the vacuum. He's the God who fills things. He's not the God of empty places. He's the God of beautiful, thriving places. Yeah, 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 yeah. This may sound very simple to you, but I will explain. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth and it was void and darkness was there. It was empty. So what did God do? God saw that it was void. God saw that it was empty and he filled it. He filled it. God, he filled it. This God we serve, he's, a, he's not the God of vacuum. He's the God of fullness. I say that to you. He's the God of of fullness. He's the God 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 of fullness. He made the waters and didn't leave the waters empty. He put fish in the waters. He made the air and the clouds and didn't leave the air and the skies empty. He filled it with the birds. He made the land. He made the mountains and didn't leave it empty. He filled it with animals. He made the garden and didn't leave the garden empty. He filled it with man. Inside of man was a wife. Inside the wife was a womb. Inside the womb was the potential to have children. Nothing God makes is empty. Everything God has made has the capacity for reproduction, has the capacity for fullness. Nothing God makes is empty. Oh, he just didn't make one tree. He made the tree and put the capacity to make more trees inside of it. So if you look inside the tree, you'll find the seed. If you look inside the seed, you'll find another tree. Inside that tree is more seed. This God is a God of fullness. He's the God of fullness. He's not the God of vacuum. He is not the God of vacuum. Why am I telling you this? If you are going to walk with this Jesus, if you are going to walk with this Jesus, there cannot be emptiness in your life. He doesn't leave empty spaces. He will fill every empty space in your life. This God, if you are going to mess with this God, you cannot be empty. He is the God of fullness. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He is the God of fullness. He is the God of fullness. Ah. This spirit life does not entertain emptiness. Did in the spirit life, ah, there is no room for emptiness. There is no room. The only emptiness, okay, we will not go there today. We will not go there today. We will not. A prophet called Elisha, a widow comes to him and he says, I only have a little bit of oil. I have a little bit of oil. And he blesses the oil and then goes and says, go find every empty vessel in your neighborhood. Find as many as possible. Don't find a few. Find many. Find every empty vessel. And that little pot of oil began to flow. 
<laughs> the oil began to flow and that little oil began to fill every empty vessel. Why? Because this oil stretches to fill every emptiness. It stretches to fill every vacuum. It doesn't matter if it was one centimeters or if it is a million miles long. This God can fill every vacuum. So God help us. Jesus help us. So if you're going to walk with God, if you are going to walk with God, you might come empty, but you can never die empty. You can never live empty. If you come to this God and walk with him, he's going to fill areas of your life you didn't even know were empty. So this is not the God. He's not the God of the vacuum. Yeah. He's not the God of the vacuum. He is not the God of the vacuum. He is not the God of the vacuum. He is the God of fullness. He's the God of replacements. He's the God who allows one to take the place of another. Cain thought he killed Abel and God gave Seth in his place. He's a God that can replace. Somebody needed to hear that today because you feel that girl who left you, left such a big heartbroken heart that nobody can repair it, nobody can help you. No, 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 no. Walk with thee, Jesus and you will see. God can bring somebody into your life that will make you forget you even knew this person. You think this man broke your heart, your father died or your mother died and that vacuum can never be filled, that broken, no, no, no. Walk with this Jesus and see what he can do with your emptiness. See what he can do with your vacuum. He can so fill you with his goodness, so fill you with his grace that you even will forget that there was an emptiness at one point in your life. That is the God we serve. 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 We must then ask the question, what is the material that God uses to fill empty spaces? Can I say that? Can I ask you one more time? What is the material? What does God use to fill empty spaces? God uses two things. God uses his spirit. And God uses his word. Wherever there is a vacuum, wherever there is emptiness, he sends his spirit and he sends his sound, which is his word. The spirit and the sound, 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 the and the sound fill every vacuum fill every emptiness the spirit and the sound yeah so what does god do when he wants to fill a vacuum he speaks his word he releases a sound and he sends his own spirit uh, sometimes we make the mistake that god has to do uh, physical stuff like, oh, give me more cars, give me more houses. or No, 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 no. That is the evidence. That is the outward manifestation that there is a spiritual reality, that there is a vessel that is full of spiritual matter, which is the spirit and the sound, which is the spirit and the word. If you get the spirit and the word, you will have outside evidence of this thing. So, so, <laughs> so, when Sarah, when Sarah was barren, what did God do? God spoke. He spoke 
and the word entered the barren womb of Sarah and became Isaac. Yes, it was the word. It was the word. It was the word that went in. When Mary was, was supposed to conceive as the virgin birth, what did he do? The power of the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you and his word. So the spirit and the word, the spirit and the sound, the spirit and the sound. When the earth was void, ah, let's look at Genesis chapter 1. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters and God said, when there was void, there was emptiness, what did he? He allowed his Spirit. He sent his Spirit to hover over the waters and then what did he do? He spoke. Ah, he spoke, he spoke, he spoke. So two things. I, I don't know if you guys are ready for it. I don't know, I don't know. Some of you are thinking, what is this guy saying? For those of you who are spiritually discerning, I have just given you a key right now. A space is not empty. Okay, listen to me carefully. A space is not empty because your physical eyes cannot see stuff there. A space is not empty. A space is not empty because you don't see physical stuff. You don't see physical substance. A place is empty if it is devoid of the spirit and the words of God. So how does God fill a space? He speaks into a space. He speaks, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. So if there is a lack in your life, if there is an emptiness in your life, if there is a vacuum in your life, it is because that area is suffering from the absence of God's word. That area is suffering from the absence of the presence of Jesus. That area is suffering from the lack of the spirit of God. So if you can open that space up and allow God to speak, Speak into that area. If you can open that space up and allow the Spirit of God to move in that area, I promise you that vacuum and that emptiness can be filled. You don't have an emptiness problem. You have a lack of God's word problem. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. Every problem is a problem till it meets the word. Every vacuum is a vacuum till it meets a word because the right word can fill every space. Yeah, yeah. So God needs a word. God needs to speak a word. You need a word. You need a word. A word, a word, a word. A sound from God. This God doesn't enjoy vacuum. So he speaks. He speaks, he speaks, he fills it with his spirit and he speaks his word. Yeah, that's all. So the most, the most spiritual thing God can give you is his word and his spirit. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they heard a sound. <laughs> ah, you didn't hear what I said. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they heard 
the sound a mighty rushing wind and they were all filled in the Holy Ghost. When the day of Pentecost had come, they heard. <laughs> so God released the sound. God released the sound and the Spirit came. Did you guys learn something? Ah, those, those were just my opening remarks for you today. That was the appetizer. That was my appetizer for you. That <laughs> was our opening remarks and it's already close to an hour. At each point of your elevation, please listen to me. At each point of your elevation, at each point of your growth, you are experienced or you are exposed to a new sound and a new dimension of the spirit. Yeah, at every promotion in the realms of the spirit, at, as you go higher and deeper, what you experience is a change in frequency, is a change in the quality of the sound you hear. So Apostle Paul was caught up to the third heavens. Okay, Apostle Paul was caught up to the third heavens. And he said, I heard things that I cannot utter. I heard things. Oh, <laughs> I witnessed things. I heard things in the third heavens that I cannot utter, which means there are sounds that are illegal in this realm. There are voices. There are utterances. There are words that cannot be uttered at this level of existence. But there is another realm. There is another heavenlies. There is a space where these things can be uttered. Where these things can be spoken. Where these things can be heard and can be experienced. At every point of your elevation, you're, you are witnessing a sound and a spirit. That is unique to that dimension. And when you come down, some things you can't say it. Some things you cannot utter. Some things are, you just keep quiet. So, so uh, I don't know if I'm making sense to anybody today, but it's okay. I'll preach to myself and the five people that are with me in the spirit. So as you ascend, you are witnessing truths. You are witnessing realities that people in the lesser level of living don't even know exists because they have never said it. They have never heard it. They so when God said, I have prepared things that no eye has seen, no ears have seen, heard and no mind has conceived the things for them who love Jesus. He's saying there are dimensions of experience. There are dimensions of living that I have for people that will love me. Oh, God, help us. Help us, help us, help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, help us, help us, help us. Thank you, my God and my Savior. Thank you, my Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In the realms of the Spirit, there's no vacuum. There is no vacuum. There is no sadness He can't cure. There is no sickness that He can't heal. There is no emptiness that He cannot fill. There is no void that He cannot satisfy. No. So you can't walk with this Jesus and lead a miserable life. 
sorry, you are not following the Bible. You are not following the God of the Bible. You cannot follow this Jesus and have a miserable life. You can't. It is not possible. It is impossible to follow this God. It is impossible to follow this God and lead an empty life. To lead a miserable life. Sorry, it is not the God of the Bible. You are following something else. You are following someone else. You are not following Jesus. So, what if God were to appear to you today and asks you, what do you want? What will you ask him? What? It's an important point to contemplate. If God appeared to you today and asked you, what do you want? What will you ask him? <laughs> Some people are so short-sighted. They will say, Jesus, I have not paid rent. Can you please pay my rent? Some people are so short-sighted. They will say, Jesus, you know what? Uh, my school fees is not paid. Can you please take care of my school fees? And the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, has visited you and all you can think of is your rent. Ah, how small do you think this God is? Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to weigh how much to give you today. I'm trying to wait on the Holy Spirit to see how much of a demand you make in the realms of the Spirit. Because I know what God gave to me to give you. But we are still in point number one. We are in the opening remarks. So I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Help us, my God. Help us, my Jesus. Why do you think Satan is trapped, will be trapped rather, in the bottomless pit for a thousand years when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. He is put in a bottomless pit. Why? Because vacuum is punishment. So the enemy is held prisoner and put in a bottomless pit because it's an area God has chosen to not speak. So it's now a bottomless pit. It has no spirit, has no words. Uh, it's okay. You'll, you'll, you'll understand later. You'll understand later. You'll understand later. <laughs> you'll understand later. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so, so emptiness and vacuum are not meant for human beings. Are not meant for you and I. It's meant as a form of punishment. So when a demonic spirit leaves, it goes and roams in dry places, in wilderness places, in dry. Why, why, why does it roam in dry places? Because there is no habitation there. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So when God casts a spirit out, when there is deliverance and a demon is cast out of a body. God is punishing that spirit by not giving it a place to rest, by not giving it a residence, by not giving it a location to settle and sit. So the spirit goes out and roams 
in dry places, in the wilderness, which is abandoned, which has no cities, which has no buildings, which has no houses, most importantly, which has no people. And it says, let me go back to my house. Let me go back to my old residence. So the spirit is calling that human body where it was cast out from its house. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> when Lucifer, when Lucifer, oh God help us. When Lucifer, full of pride, said, I shall be like the Most High and wanted to exalt himself about God. What did God do? God kicked him out of his place, made him homeless made, uh, caused him to exit the environment that he was designed to be in. I said, get out. Because one of the highest levels of punishment God can give is to take you out of your designated dwelling place, designated living place. I said, leave. Because now you no longer qualify to stay in the place I made you. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did God punish them with? He asked them to leave Eden because now you don't belong here anymore. So God's uh, vacuum, 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 empty places, <laughs> empty places. This God is not the God of vacuum. He's a God of fullness. So when he wants to punish you, he doesn't want to punish you. When, when God wants to judge, he sends people to a vacuum, to an empty place, which is, which is not necessarily physically empty, but it is devoid of his spirit and is devoid of his word. Isn't this Jesus too good? This God is too good. This God is too much. This God is too much. This God is too much. So the highest blessing he can afford you is an invitation to be in your natural habitat, which is his spirit and his word, is to bring you back to your original environment. God himself says, come back to me. Stay in my presence. Stay in my spirit. Stay within the sound of my voice. That's an honor. That's a blessing. <laughs> uh, heaven is not about just mansions and missing hell and missing hell fire. No, 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 no. Heaven is not about heaven. Is about being in your natural habitat. Heaven is about being in the spirit and in the sound of God. Why do you think when Jesus cast out the legion, the spirit spoke out, suffer us not to leave the place because the place had become their dominion the place had become their home the place had become so when it was cast out it rushed into a herd of pigs that were in that location may your presence in your house may you walking into a city may you walking into a nation May you walking into a house, may you walking into another life be the reason for demonic spirits to vacate and be rendered homeless.
May your introduction into an environment cast every demonic spirit out of that environment. May your introduction into a space cause every demonic spirit to pack its bags and leave because a higher Oh, a higher spiritual entity has entered the environment. Light has entered the environment. Grace has entered the environment. May your entrance into a place cause darkness to flee. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <sighs> okay. What do we do now? What do we do now? What do we do now? Glory, man. Just for 20 seconds, can you lift your hands and just praise him and worship him? Just for 20 seconds. Yeah. Just give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Give him thanks. Say, Father, I thank you for the spirit life. I thank you that you are not the God of emptiness, but you are the God of fullness. You're 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 the God of fullness. You are the God of fullness. And I thank you, Jesus, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me declare this over you. Let 2022, one more time, let me say this to you. Let 2022 be the year that God fills every emptiness. Let 2022 be the year that God loads you with goodness and benefits. Let every vacuum, let every emptiness be filled by the goodness of God. Let there be no area of your life that is suffering under emptiness. Let it, let 2022 be the year of fullness, of fullness, of fullness. May God's grace and may the word of the Lord Locate every emptiness in your life and let it fill it. Let it fill it. Let it fill. 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 Ah, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We worship you. It's your year of fullness. Declare it. 2022 is the year of fullness. Is my year of fullness. Is my year of fullness, of fullness, of fullness. Ah. So God found one barren womb in Sarah and filled it with nations. Filled it with nations. Filled it with nations. May your barrenness, may your emptiness be filled, be filled, be filled. Let it be filled. I think I gave too much information today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave too much information today. You guys have now learned the art. You're learning. Little more we have to learn. <laughs> you have you have started to learn 
how to make a demand on the prophet. You have learned how to make a demand on the spirit. May it be to you according to your faith and according to your hunger. Go with me to the book of Revelations. I will, I want to read something for you. Let me show you what Revelation chapter 2. Revelations chapter 2. Revelations chapter 2. I'll read for us from verse 4. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember therefore where you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. Watch this. If not, I will come to you. I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. I will come to you. I will come to you and I will remove. I will remove your lampstand from its place. So one of the way God judges the church is by uh, <laughs> It's in the New Testament and this is the same God. So when God wants to judge, oh man, when God wants to judge, he removes a thing from its place, leaving that place empty and creating a vacuum. Ah, so my precious people, this God, he said, I'll come to you and remove your lampstand. Remove, take it out from its place. I'll remove the lampstand from its place. So what's there in the place? Nothing. This God we serve is meticulous. Meticulous, meticulous. See, we read our Bible and we think it's, we take it so casually. But in these pages, his nature is revealed. His personality is revealed. His way is really revealed. When we really get to know the word, we see who this Jesus is. Yeah, we see who this Jesus is. Can I teach you a little more? <laughs> Can I teach you a little more? You're not going to like this. Now you must know that this God doesn't enjoy emptiness, right? This God doesn't enjoy emptiness. He uses it as a form of punishment, right? <laughs> he doesn't like, and oh God. Now do you know why doesn't God like it when you come before him empty-handed? Because he doesn't enjoy emptiness. He doesn't enjoy vacuum. That's why he says, Ah, I told you you won't like it. I told you you won't like it. I told you, no. <laughs> I told you you won't like it, God. When you come to him, bring something of value. Bring something 
to show your love and appreciation. Why do we keep coming before him empty-handed? <laughs> I told you, you won't like it. <laughs> God doesn't like empty hands. Because you coming to him empty-handed, and if you are indeed his people, and you come to him empty-handed, it is then telling him, God, you have not blessed me enough to bring something of value to you. So I have come empty-handed to you before you. So God doesn't like empty-handed. So he says, but even let's say, but let's say somebody is in a really, really tough spot. He's in a really, really financially is doing, is, is going through a really tough spot. Even you, don't come empty-handed. Come with a song in your mouth. Come with gratitude in your heart. Come with thanksgiving. Come with praise. Come with worship. Come with something, but do not come empty-handed. Because when you come empty-handed, you're telling God, you have not given me anything, so I cannot bring anything back to you. So God doesn't enjoy empty-handedness. He doesn't, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. Do you know God never comes to you empty? <laughs> God never comes to you empty. See, everything is connected. Do you see how everything is connected? Everything is connected. In Israel, they would never go to a prophet empty-handed. Never. They would just, you know, you preach this today. In the church today. Or they will think, oh, these men of God are after money. These men of God are after money. They, they All they want is money. No, it's never about money. Never, never about money. It's about what have you brought? Is your hand empty? Or, or when I look at your offering, do I smell sacrifice? Do I smell weight? Do I smell gratitude? Or is your sacrifice empty? That's why I keep telling you, the Christianity you see being preached on television today and on so many places today is a Christianity that's very, very different from the Bible. Very different. Very different. Very different. Try this, okay? L try this. Try this. Try this. Every time you go to the presence of God, every time you go to the presence of Jesus, carry something with you and go. And see what happens. Every time you go before the presence of Jesus, starting today, do it for six months. Carry something and go. Enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving. Take an offering and go. Carry something and go. And you see how it makes him happy. It makes... It tells you that you took time to prepare a gift. You took time before entering the presence of a king. You took time. You took time. You took time to prepare. You took time. So you go before the Lord with thanksgiving, with praise, with worship. Something in your hands that you can say, thank you, God. <laughs> the woman came. She had only two coins and she gave two coins and Jesus was moved by two coins. Now, some time ago, um, somebody gave me an offering 
uh, it was a decent amount. You know, it was uh, it was it was not about money. They gave me some amount, but my heart was not moved. I felt the the offering did nothing. It was hollow, so to speak. And I'm like, I am just learning, learning, learning the way of the spirit. Like I'm, 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 I'm just learning. This God who is eternally spirit, he can weigh what we bring and he can tell if there is weight or if it's empty, if it's hollow. So you come, you know, you, you, you lift your hands and you sing and you're, you're saying the words, but they are empty words. <laughs> you said, how many times have you said, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. And two hours later, you have turned back. <laughs> you are saying the words, but they are empty. You lift your hands, but they are empty. You sing, they are empty. You worship, they are empty. They don't even move you. How can they move God? You yourself are not moved. How can God be moved? So you don't come to his presence with vacuum. You don't come to his presence empty-handed. You don't come to his presence with an empty heart. You come with fullness. You come with gratitude. I think I've given you enough today. I've, I've given you enough today. I've given you enough. You know, I'm, uh, I'm partly jealous of you. Let me explain why. I'm partly jealous of you because so many of you are so young. So many of you are so young and this information is coming to you. You know what an advantage in life this is for you? My God, what I wouldn't do for this information 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Oof. And here you are receiving this information. It's your advantage in life. It's your advantage in life. Revelation. An accurate teaching is your advantage in life because you're going to run faster than everybody else. So start, start practicing these things and see how your life elevates. See how your life changes. See how life changes. Amen. Uh, I have to, I have to end today's broadcast, please. I want you to release me so I can pray and bless you. I can pray and bless you. Let me release me now. So I promise you Wednesday we'll go deeper. We'll go deeper. Okay. Let me pray and bless you now. My God and my Savior, my Jesus, my God and my Savior, my Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for these precious people. God, as you have taught me, I have taught them. What you've given to me, I have given to them. I pray, Lord Jesus, that this understanding will elevate their life. It will become a part of their life, a part of their life, a part of their life. So God, I pray you will bless them. I pray you will bless them. I pray, God Almighty, you will bless them, God. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I bless them. 
in Jesus name amen 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 i thank you for giving me your attention i pray you have learned something grown something come into a place of understanding and i pray that this has helped you i'm going to write to us and let us know how these teachings are helping you how they are transforming your life always remember be grateful for what you receive always 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 be grateful learn to express your gratitude it's one of the keys of sustaining the rivers sent to you it's one of the keys of sustaining the grace that sent to you you learn to appreciate it okay god bless you i love you in the lord have a blessed weekend with jesus i will see you on wednesday god bless you thank you for tuning in to this episode please consider sharing it and for more information log on to harirao.com